the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. It's the big Scottish football podcast. That is episode 57, which in bingo terms is Ewan Cameron. <sighs> Quite an easy one this week. Something, to do, to, something to do with heaven. No, it's 57. That's Heinz Varieties. So it of is. Of course. So the number 57 was reportedly picked by the founder as he wanted to claim he offered the greatest selection of pickles. Five was his lucky number, and seven was his wife's, and that's how they came up with 57 different varieties. So there you are. I'm Stephen Mill, he's you and Cameron, and uh, it's been a quiet weekend. Nothing much happening, really, you know? Yeah, not I a mean, lot. I can't I'd... really think, it. I don't know how we're going to fill the podcast today, to be honest I with know. you. Yeah. I mean, can I start by saying that I was at The Alchemist on Friday night? In Edinburgh, yeah. In Edinburgh, in the uh, St James Quarter a shopping mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Alchemist. Do you know the Alchemist? I've been to the Alchemist. Yes. Oh, I've been there with you. Yes, you have. It's very good. I was Different there. One though. Yeah, it was uh, the one in the St James Quarter. I had um, a few cocktails, mm-hmm. a chicken in a basket with some French fries. Great stuff. And uh, a beetroot coleslaw, which was really nice. And it's actually the season for beetroot now. I was oh, there you about go. That yesterday, yeah. And I had a mojito. I had uh what's the other one that um I like? It's not mojito, it's um, a pina colada? No, I, I don't like pina coladas. It's Is not it for a me. Cosmo? No, not a Cosmo. I mean we could be here for quite not some a margarita. time. Oh no, it's the the wee one with the mint in it. The wee one with the mint in it is a mojito. No, it's not. It is. It completely is. It 100% isn't. It's Daiquiri. A, it's in a small glass, like a whiskey glass. With mint in it. And there's a they've got mint leaves in the top of it. That's a mojito. It's not a mojito, mate. It is a mojito. It is a mojito. Oh, a Mai Tai. A Mai Tai. Isn't that the small glass and it's got mint in it? Well, I I don't know. I I, I mean, traditionally, you would associate mint with a mojito. Does it really matter? I had a mojito. Yes, it it does matter because you brought it up. You literally brought it up. So that was on Friday night. And then on Saturday night, guess what I did? What did you do? Movie night! It was movie night on Saturday. Movie what did you night. watch on Saturday? Can I what? give you a wee movie recommendation before we talk about what happened at the football? Yes, we can. Right. So, um, I highly recommend this movie. Now, if you're a regular listener to the podcast or you watch us on uh, YouTube, you will know that um, all my movie recommendations up to this point have been sensational. People have been complimenting me on my movie Some recommendations. No, a lot of people have. And people they've have. enjoyed my recommendations. I'd like to recommend the movie Watcher, which is a psychological thriller written and directed by Chloe Acuno. And um, it was her directorial debut. Mm-hmm. And it's about a young American woman and her husband who moved to Bucharest. So the husband's got a new job in Bucharest, so they moved to Bucharest and they're newly married and they turn up in Bucharest very excited about a new stage in their life as a new couple and a new job and all that. Now, he's working all day. I mean, all day. I mean, he's getting up early morning and he's leaving and he's going to work. He's not getting home until late. So she's in the flat on her own. Right. And when they first arrive in Bucharest... They, they, they go to their flat and it's a gorgeous apartment building. It's a lovely flat. But across the road, there's another apartment building. Mm-hmm. And the movie starts with them making love on the sofa in front of the window. But there are people in the other apartment building who can clearly look in and see... Voyeurs. I mean, there's yeah. a, that's the thing. People are into that. And at no point does it suggest that this couple who've moved to Bucharest are into that. Right. 
but I assume that they don't mind that people might see them because it's, it's a big bay it's window. It's a big window, yeah. It's a huge window and literally... And they leave nothing to the imagination. And really. they leave nothing to the imagination. Okay. So it starts off in that way, but as the movie goes on, she believes that there's somebody in the other apartment building who's watching them. He doesn't believe her. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's a psychological thriller where the tension just gets built and built and built and built. And you can see that their relationship is being affected by this paranoia. And then there's a guy who goes around killing people. And she thinks a serial killer is the person that's watching them through the window. So she's convinced herself that this news report about serial killers is him. So she's now convinced that there's a serial killer going to target her. The husband doesn't believe her and it causes a strain in their relationship. So it builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up. She then makes pals with the neighbours next door. And she asks them about this particular serial killer and then she follows who she thinks is a serial killer and she turns up at a strip club and then she finds that her pal who's a neighbour is also in the strip club and then she ends up with her head in a poly bag and then we don't know whether the serial killer is a serial killer from across the road or whether it's somebody else and then there's a big twist at the end. Highly recommend it. It's called Watcher. It was released last year. Superb. Okay. Well, I mean, if I was giving her advice, I'd say buy some curtains and here's here's another thing though if you believe that somebody's watching you through the window all the time buy why curtains. would you not close the window and even when they went to bed buy their, curtains. their bedroom window was always open as well get blinds get the blackout blinds but you can get them for but, amazon but again but again quid. Stephen, i mean we all have our kinks right see for me personally i mean i don't want anyone watching me right right no, I, I, my no. curtains are closed all the time i get paranoid if the dog's watching mm. That would be weird as well. Do you know what I mean? Bit. So, but there are people. And you, your dog weighs fifty kilos. I know, right? and and the thing is, though, somebody who keeps their curtains open at all times, where people can look in, clearly they've got a secret kink when it comes to yeah. voyeurism, mm, and they yeah. don't mind being watched. It's my not dog's fifty thing. kilos. Yeah, mm. yeah, my dog is fifty kilos, but yeah. again, uh, that's not my thing. Okay, I like other things, but I don't like being watched. Let's get to I some buzzing, some feedback on last week's show. As per usual, you can leave your comments on at Big Football Scott. You can leave your comments on YouTube as well. There were lots and lots of comments uh, over the last wee while as well. Um, let's say hello um, to the underwater cabbage sales mm, sixty five sixty two. First time watching this show, and you and Cameron has made it the last this man is brutal shock jock whopper shock jock whopper that's you apparently is that what i was that, called that, that's what the underwater cabbage sales mm, 65 62 said about you <laughs> uh, elsewhere uh, mark mcguire uh, 3162 says this has to be the best podcast presented by the traffic guy on super scoreboard <laughs> and a simpleton out there uh, so there we are uh, rick james 7091 when people say ewan looks like george michael we mean the snappy snaps version not the club <laughs> tropicana one uh, mad lad 1019 love that ewan cannot pronounce kyogo but flawlessly pronounces jedi master Qui gong jin <laughs> <laughs> Quite gone, Jen. Well, there you go. Uh, P.S. Ewan, Star Wars fan Cameron, key, what's his name? Quite gone, Jen. Uh, fought for the Galactic Republic. The Empire had not been formed yet in the Phantom Menace. All right, you're being a bit pernickety, and he's, he's, he's actually. No, no, you've annoyed a number of people. Stephen Cameron, terrible analogy. Anakin is the chosen one who brings balance to the Force. Bill is more along the lines of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> So there you are. Uh, Big Yin says, I like how Ewan is trying to educate Stephen on DVDs. 
How can Stephen learn anything from a man that admitted that he couldn't boil rice last week? Yes, so thank you very much. One of my mates actually was like, I can't believe you and us having such a go at you for using an intelligent word like juxtaposition when you couldn't boil rice the week before. You make it sound like as if it's an easy thing to do. Boiling rice, it's, there's a skill to it. It's not a case of just throwing water in a pot and then just simple. leaving it. Very simple. Right. So when it comes to boiling rice, I was taught from an early age, that you have to wash the rice first thoroughly to remove a lot of the starch. Yep. And weevils, because when I lived in the Middle East, weevils was a problem mm -hmm. in your rice. And you get loads of weevils in your rice. So I've always washed my rice and I wash it thoroughly. You have to wash it with cold water, yep. very cold water. So I do that and then you leave it sitting for a wee minute and then you add some water and then you boil it, bring it to the bottle, boil, the water disappears and then you turn it off and you leave it sitting. You and do you want a top rice cooking tip? No, I didn't ask for your opinion right, yet. Right, okay, do you want to uh, fuck up your rice for the rest of the day? <laughs> <laughs> rest he makes, a, he makes a very strong point. <laughs> if like, you want to live with soggy rice, I will not right, give you the go, tip. Go on then, then. Right, okay. Producer Here John. Here is the top tip for making rice, okay? Yeah. For every half cup of rice, which is one serving of rice per person, right, uh -huh. you add a cup of water. So, like, get a mug, half a cup of rice... Then put in a cup of boiling water and repeat the process till you get as many um, rice servings as you okay. need. Yeah, as many so, so half as you a cup want. of rice per person means a cup of water. Yes. 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 So are we talking a normal cup or a big mug? Just a mug, not like a Sports Direct mug. Well, like, well, no, <laughs> no, but well, it, it doesn't matter as long as you fill as long as you fill it halfway rice. It doesn't matter what size the mug is. Oh, because you add the same amount of water. Because you add the same amount of water, yeah. Yes, from yeah, that yeah. same and mug. That so you could, you could add a bucket of rice. Right. If it's half a bucket of rice, just add a bucket of water. water. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that's that's actually a good tip. Thanks for that, John. So go. I will try that this week and I'll report back to you next week. Excellent. Because okay. I do like, I have to say, I do like the, the microwave rice is very good and the, bas the basmati one is very good. <laughs> what? Basmati. <laughs> basmati! Aye. The basmati boiled basmati. the bag Basmati. Basmati. That's what it's, it's called. It's not basmati rice. Basmati. It's the same thing. Basmati. You, you said, do, you, do you understand what I say? Of course basmati. you do. Basmati. Yes, basmati. <laughs> we can add that another list of things that you and can say. Basmati rice. That's, how, that's the pronunciation of it, isn't it? Basmati. Is it not basmati rice? Bismarck. You say tomato, I say tomato. Yeah, right, okay. You say potato, I say potato. Okay, right. Uh, lots to get on with. Uh, and we'll start with the one that everyone's talking about, obviously, yeah. over the last couple of days. It was St Johnston 1, Livingston. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, so, obviously, Rangers dispensed with Michael Beale last night after a 3-1 defeat against Aberdeen on Saturday. Uh, we were on the big Saturday football show. Um, Aberdeen fan Ali Begg, who uh, does our Aberdeen matches for us, was obviously cock-a-hoop with that result. And at the end of the match, we were discussing it between myself, you and Aye. Steve Cowan, former Aberdeen striker and Hibs striker, Um and we were both of the opinion that... He was gone. I, I see, see I, I was a bit like, I think they might give him the next couple of matches. I was convinced he was gone. I thought you did say, I think he's not going to see out the night. Now, he did see out the night, uh, but only until last night, until yeah. Sunday night. And then it came through about, what, 8 o'clock or something last night that Michael Beale was no longer the Rangers manager. Um, I think it was pretty clear that he'd lost the fans... <laughs> the fans were watering them out probably two or three weeks ago, to be honest. Probably, after the Celtic Probably defeat. after the Celtic game. Um, and it's just been... It's not been that a good period for Michael Beale. However, 
Somebody drew my attention to something this morning. Only Ali McCoist has a better win percentage as Rangers manager than Michael Beale. But you can probably discount a lot of Ali McCoist's wins because they happened in the third division and second division. Yeah. Um, in terms of top flight managers, I've got a wee quiz for you. Who has a higher win percentage? For Rangers? Michael Beale or Dick Advocat? You're going to tell me it's Michael Beale, aren't you? It's Michael Beale. Who has a higher win percentage? Michael Beale or Bill Struth? You're going to tell me Michael Beale. It's Michael Beale. Who has a higher win percentage? Michael Beale or Alex McLeish? You're going to tell me Michael Beale again? It's Michael Beale. Who has a higher win percentage? Walter Smith the first time round or Michael Beale? Michael Beale. It's Michael Beale. Who has a better win percentage? Jock Wallace or Michael Beale? Michael Beale. Michael Beale. Who has a higher win percentage? Graham Sunnis or Michael Beale? Are you serious? Is it Michael Beale? Michael Beale. Michael Beale has... If I, I'm actually going to take out Ali McCoy's because, as I say, a lot of his matches were in the lower divisions. Michael Beale has the best win, win percentage of any Rangers manager ever. <laughs> 72, but, 72%. But that, that is kind of skewed because oh, he was course. only there for nine months Yes, as, as, as Rangers manager. That, that he, came, is, he came in last November. Yeah. And I think he was... Is there, is there not an interesting stat? How many points did Rangers end up with last season? Was it 92? It was in the 90s anyway. And apparently, apparently if, if, if that had been in any other season, they'd have won the league like four or five times or something with that total. Yeah. Um, I, having said all that, and those are really good stats that you've just um, given us, and you look at last season and the points accumulated, you can't argue against it. But this is very much like a results-driven business. Now, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst got his jotters in November of last year when he was seven points behind Celtic in November of last year. We were in September, right? So we're in October now, but in September, Michael Beale was seven points behind Celtic. He had to go. It's a results-driven business at the end of the day. And also, Michael Beale didn't have getting to a European final and a Scottish Cup win behind him either. That's a great point. Very good point. So I thought on Saturday after the defeat to Aberdeen, there was no way he could survive that. I said on Saturday that I thought he would have gone that night. I didn't think he'd be anywhere near the game in Limassol. I didn't think he'd be anywhere near the St Mirren game at the weekend. I know you were saying that they might give him these next two games and then make a change possibly during the international break. I was actually, I was talking to one of my uh, pals who supports Rangers last night about this and I made that exact point. I thought they might give him these two matches and he was like, yeah, but then what if they what if he won Wins them? Wins yeah. And that yeah. makes it more difficult to sack him. Yeah, true. Um, and Michael Beale has put a statement. Can I read it? Yeah, of course, yeah. He's put a statement. He's He's been on Insta and this is his statement to the Rangers fans and the club. Thank you to everyone behind the scenes at the training ground and Ibrox, to the board, staff, fans and all the players. I will always follow and support 
support the club from afar and wish you every success. Now is the time for everyone to unite fully behind Stephen Davis and the team in the coming games. There is still so much to play for this season and I have a strong belief in this group of players. Thank you and good luck in signed MB. Now he missed a trick there. Instead of saying I will always follow, he should have said I will always follow, follow and support the club. So that missed, would have made more sense. Yeah. It would, it, it, do you know what I mean? It would have been a nice touch mm. if he'd put a second follow off the back. Or it of, would have just made Rangers fans really angry. <laughs> that's probably what would have happened. Uh, so that's Michael Beale's statement this morning after getting his jotters last night, which I don't think was a surprise to anybody. I did watch the extended highlights of Rangers versus Aberdeen at Ibrox at the weekend. And yes, he did lose 3-1. But seeing that opening 20, 25 minutes, mm -hmm. the chances that Rangers created, see if they score that. We ain't talking about Michael Beale as, um, as a sack manager today. I'm guessing the reason they didn't score any of those chances is because the players that Michael Beale has signed are absolutely woeful. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of scapegoatery when it comes to uh, football players when things aren't going well. But, I mean... Dessers um, is really... They spent, four, they spent four million on him. Four million pounds. He's, and, and he's 29 next his next birthday. Again, a couple of uh, pals who support Rangers um, basically saying, you know, a lot of players get a lot of stick when things aren't going well. But this is a quote, I genuinely have no idea what he's meant to be good at about Dessers. Um Lammers as well, obviously getting the same treatment. Again, another three or four million pounds. Um, if you look back on Michael Beale's tenure, I think the big thing is the recruitment has been shocking. But, who, who, but, but who's, who's, to, who's to blame for that? Is that Beale or a combination of Beale and so the people Mike, behind the scenes? Michael Beale had complete say over transfers in the summer. So complete say. Dessers, Lammers, Danilo, Sifuentes, all of them are his signings. Yes. And, well, you know, I, I would leave out Butland. I think Butland, even on Saturday, made a couple of really I, good I, saves. Butland is, for me, the best keeper in Scotland. Um, I'd leave out Raskan. I think he looks pretty decent. Cantwell as well. <sighs> oh, come on, you can't... I, I, well, what, what's he done? Oh, shut up, Stephen. No, but... no, but what, He's what's, a good player. I don't think he's a bad player, but he's I, a good player. I think he's flattered to deceive a lot of the time. Do you really believe that? Yes, I you do. really believe that he flatters to deceive. So wh why Todd are, Cantwell? Why are Rangers? Oh, he's a good player. Why are Rangers? I never said he wasn't a good player. I think he flatters to deceive. He's never turned up in any big matches, so therefore he's still unproven as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, um, the rest though have been an absolute disaster. On the whole, Suter's been good when he's coming and played. I, I, no, 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 he's not, not a Beale signing, not though, a is he? No, he's, he's a Geo signing. Yeah, at, well, you actually, when you look at Beale's signings, I mean, well, <laughs> the fact that we're sitting here, and Michael Beale doesn't have a job at Rangers anymore, says it all. Suggests that it's not gone very well. No, and do I feel any sympathy for him? No, and I'll tell you why. You kind of got an idea of who he was. When he turned up and he did a podcast as QPR manager and said what he said about Gio and what he said about Rangers, then he sat in the director's box as Gio was under pressure. In the director's box, he yeah. was at a couple of pubs as well beforehand. He was a, he was apparently texting players mm -hmm. who he knew from uh, when he was there with Stephen Gerrard saying what he would do differently and stuff like that as well. But there was a myth that had gone round which I think had gathered steam and people started to believe it that he wasn't just there putting the cones out for Steven Gerrard, that he was the brains behind the operation. It was because of him that Rangers had won the league and stopped 10 in a row. Turns out that might not be the case. Um, Gerrard was your man. 
and not Michael Beale because he's messed up massively. He's screwed up. I mean, yeah, he did well last season. He got a lot of points on the board. But, but, but again, ultimately, and I said this a number of times last season, did nothing notable. No, no, no. Didn't it, win it, any notable it, matches. Or any games that mattered. Yep. Yeah. No, no, totally, 100%. And you're, all, you're always going to be judged in the games that matter. And a, a, to win especially when you're manager of uh, Rangers or Celtic, the games against each other are obviously the big ones. The cup semi-finals, the finals, stuff like that. That's what you're judged on. Oh, totally. And Michael Beale failed on every single... Every single time yeah, that's it why, came to that. And that's why Celtic won a league, uh, a league and cup treble last year for that very reason because they failed when it really mattered in the big games and that was also included with the uh, the old firm games. I think Rangers are in a really interesting position right now because they have to get this next appointment right. Michael Bealgood is the correct decision. Now, Bisgrove, the chief executive, can go, right, look, he wasn't my guy because he was in before Bisgrove came in. Now this is up to Bisgrove. This is his appointment. And I would, if I'm him, I am saying and doing whatever I need to get Graham Potter through the door. Now, I think that is unlikely... Graham Potter is 5-1 to one in the betting. I think it is probably unlikely, but I think that Potter will... I think he's been spoken to, and I think there have been conversations had... Will he come to Ibrox? Now, what I would suggest is that, yes, Rangers are a mess. That squad is nowhere near good enough to beat Celtic to a league title. But is Graham Potter in a position now to turn, turn in a position where he can, can turn down a club the size of Rangers? Could he look at it in the same way that Brendan Rodgers looked at it when he got sacked from Liverpool? Come to Scotland, huge club, regroup, and get myself back on the map. So, because I was listening to Simon Jordan just a couple of weeks ago, who was a former Crystal Palace owner, and he was suggesting that Graham Poor had been offered jobs in the Premier League with lesser-known clubs in the Premier League, and Graham Potter turned his nose up at it. Graham Poor isn't going to get a big club in England. He's not going to get a Champions League club. They're not going to touch him with a barge pole. So, as it stands right now, if he's waiting on a Premier League club, it will have to be the likes of a Wolves or a Fulham or a Sheffield United or a Bournemouth because he ain't going to get anybody in that top seven. From Aston Villa right through, he ain't going to get anywhere near those jobs. Everton possibly, because Sean Dyche, I think, is on a sugarly peg. But if I'm, if I'm Graham Potter right now, I'm looking at what Brendan Rodgers did to turn his career around by coming to Scotland. I think if Potter comes to Scotland and does well at Rangers, it puts him back in the shot window, a bit like Rodgers, and then a better and a bigger job will come his way in the Premier League. couple of things. Um, first of all, I don't think you can compare Rodgers and Potter. Um, How? Because I think... They both they both got sat from big clubs. I think Brendan Rodgers did a, a far better job at a big team in England, at Liverpool. He nearly won the league with Liverpool and did a better job. Yeah, he ultimately got sacked. Um, I also think that the situation that Brendan Rodgers was going into at Celtic is miles better than the situation that Potter would be going into at Rangers. That's what I'm saying. Rangers is an absolute mess, but I think... But, but that's what I mean. But, beg, Ro- beg, beg, but beggars Celt- can't be... See, see, he wants a big club. Potter wants a big club. There's also something more importantly that Graham Potter has ruled himself out of being the next Rangers manager, according to the Daily Record. What, today? Yes. Completely ruled himself out. Yeah. Is, is he quoted that, that, as saying that? That's according to the Daily Record. 
Um, he's obviously five to one at the moment, um, but according to the Daily Record, they understand he won't be the next boss at Ibrox. He has no interest in the Ibrox post, according to sources close to Graham Porter. Well, Graham Porter's going to be sitting on his hands for a very long time, unless he takes a job in the bottom ten club in the Premier League. But he's already well, rolled himself out of a few of those it, jobs. Was he not getting paid £12 million a year by Chelsea? I'd be more than happy to sell Mark <laughs> and get paid £12 million. And presumably he's still got another four years left in his contract. So, but, like. but that's me. I, if I'm Rangers, I'm going to do whatever I can to get him in. If he completely isn't he in, If he's not interested in any way, shape or form, then who is well, that let, next let's, manager? Let's run down the, the no, bookies' odds just now. Let's do the runners and riders. So Kevin Muscat is the favourite. At 10 to 3, uh, Kevin Muscat, obviously Australian, played with Rangers back in the day, uh, has had a pretty decent managerial career uh, in Australia as well. So he's been Same route as Ange. Uh, same route as Ange. And uh, Nick Montgomery, who's just come across to be Hibs manager as well. So Kevin Muscat, interesting name, and obviously got the Rangers connection. Jesse Marsh, 11 to 2, last seen at Leeds. Um, I don't think he could handle, handle Glasgow. We've also got Ralph Hassenhutl, who. He's a shout. Did a pretty decent job at Southampton. I like him. Latterly, obviously, fell away. 15-2 to two he is. Yeah. Uh, we've got Knutson, who seems to be linked with every job going. Did Celtic not interview him before they got Rodgers? I'm not entirely sure, but he was definitely linked. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa. <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> um, I'm sure Bielsa is the Uruguay manager. I'm pretty he is. sure. Yeah. He is, because he's, he's um, had a follow so, with Darwin Nunez. So I think we can rule out Bielsa. Uh, Gennaro Gattuso. He's just taking the Marseille job, is he not? I think no, has he? No, has he not just been recently installed as a Marseille manager? I'm not entirely sure. You check that out while I look through this he is, list. He is, uh, apologies, he is the manager of Marseille, so I think we can, again, rule out Gattuso. Uh, Scott Parker. That's an interesting one, because he was actually, he did a really good job at Bournemouth. He then got the job at Fulham, and he had a fallout with uh, the board at Fulham. He did a really good job at both those clubs. Uh, did a terrible job at Club Bruges and was sacked. Yeah, that's true. I think Ruud van Nistelrooy is a good shout. He did a great job at PSV. As, see, for, see for me, if I'm Rangers, right? Or looking at that list that's in front of me right now. I'm 16 going, to 1 Ruud van Nistelrooy. I'm, I'm looking at van Nistelrooy. I'm looking at Knutsen, uh, Hassenhutl. And that's really it. I don't think you go Kevin Muscat. I just... I don't know what it is. I don't think you go him, but I think for me, it's Hassenhutl, it's Knutsen, it's um, Van Nistelrooy, and lower down in that list, Chris Wilder probably for the season, good manager. And then you've got like... Vias John Boas, Terry. Uh, John Dal Thomason, uh, who has an interesting relationship with the Rangers fans. John Terry, Michael Carrick. Uh, I noticed Frank Lampard's doing Monday Night Football tonight as well. His name will be yeah. banded around. Uh, Barry Ferguson, 200 to 1. No, 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 no. I'm surprised they didn't bring him in to, to work alongside Stephen Davis and Alex Ray. So Stephen Davis and Alex Ray, an interim charge uh, for obviously the game against Limassol on Thursday and then the game against St Mirren on Sunday. Um, Alex Ray... Please stop doing that. It's really annoying. Why does he keep stapling the papers together, does producer John? It does my box and we don't need Just them stapled together. Over. No, no. Just fold it over like a, like a, you're behaving like a child. Look at that. It's just, then you've got a big bulgy thing at the top. It doesn't matter. You just fold it. You just John, fold it John, like see that. next week when you do your producing thing. I don't need it stapled together, right? Because you it annoys me. You're a child. Me. You'll lose it if you don't get it stapled together. How will I lose it? Sitting on a desk in front of me. Look, 
I've taken the bits of you paper. Don't, you don't know how to boil rice. rice. Eh? You don't know how to boil rice. I don't. I think John's not been unreasonable, mm. to be honest with you. Right. Anyway, so we've done. Have we done enough about Beale just now? I think yeah, we've done I, enough. I think so. We've got a question on the big question coming up that is Rangers related. Oh, we'll so get back to that. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get back to that. But if I was to just pin you down just now, if we're taking what the Daily Record are saying is uh, true about Potter. Graham Potter and it's not Potter. Who are you going for on that list if you had one person to pick? Right, all three of us are going to pick a name and let's see who's right in the next couple of weeks or so. Oh, you know what we could do? Somebody actually suggested this, what? actually. Um, what we could do is... We'll go let the wheel decide. Yeah, we'll let the wheel decide. So How many names are you going to put on that wheel? Oh, I can't be bothered writing them all on. So um, who's the first name that we're going to put on? We've got to put in Hassan Hootel. Right, okay, so I'll put Ralph. Ralph, I put Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Uh, Knutson. Um, let's go Potter just in case he, he has a change of heart I mean I know you're pushing the Potter angle but I don't think Graham Potter's going to be anywhere near the Rangers job uh, let's go Van Nistelrooy uh, I'll put Rude Chris Wilder I think it's not a bad show actually 28 to 1 Chris Wilder because he's sitting down he hot and I think if you see him come up for the season see how it goes John Terry I think it's not a bad show okay John Terry uh, and Carrick, I like I like Michael Carrick as well. Is he going to leave Middlesbrough to go to Rangers? Is he not being sat by Middlesbrough? Is he still no, there? No, they won, they've won the last three matches with Carrick involved. Now don't put him. Then he's okay. not going to do it. He's not going to leave Middlesbrough to come to Rangers. We might do. No, nah, nah, nah. Let's put. in... Did you put? Wait, I, th in? I think we have to put Muscat in. Oh, Muscat, put Muscat in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I'll tell you what we do. We've got a few spaces to fill, so why don't we put in funny ones? So I'll start. Uh, Yogi Hughes. Because he he will be on a radio near you saying <laughs> that he would love the chance to take over at Rangers. It will be really annoyed he didn't get an interview. Yeah, I will be really annoyed he didn't get an interview and his CV speaks for itself. Uh, so and can, can you put Stephen Naismith on there? Because I want rid of him at heart. You still want rid of him after? Well, I mean, just a couple of positive results doesn't change my opinion on okay, him just that, yet. That, that's fine. Uh, who else? What other funny ones can we put on? Uh, let's um, put John McGlynn in there, the uh, Falkirk manager. John Don't Mc... put him there. John yes. McGlynn. John McGlynn. He's doing a fantastic job at the Bairns exactly yes a big match against Hamilton coming up this weekend he cacking yourself already after they won 6-0 on Friday night you're it scrambling it was 5-0 it, ah, it doesn't matter you're scrambling wins against Montrose and all let's put Neil Lennon in there uh, Neil Lennon because he's got none today and I want, do you think do you, here's a question right do you the think the answer is, is absolutely no if, if they actually asked him to do the job no of course do you think he would say no of course he would say no <laughs> of course he would. That's a, a ludicrous question. Okay, um, Derek McInnes, Stephen. Oh, Derek McInnes, yeah, of course. Uh, he nearly got it. Uh, oh, McInnes, that's a great shout. Uh, Derek oh, he's not even in the betting, weirdly. No, he's not. No. Um, um, Kenny Miller. Uh, Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller, yes. Super scoreboard. Yeah. BBC. Is that us filled out all the gaps? TNT. I've got one more. We've got one more, and let's go for a comedy one, and let's go for... Who would we go for? Stuart oh! Baxter. No, no, I've got an even better one. Jose Katongo. Jose Katongo, who we'll speak to later. Yeah, we will get Jose Katongo on... He'll want the gig. He'll want the gig. Right, I'll spin the wheel just now. So what I'll do is I'll turn We'll it see what it lands on. I'll see what it lands on. Wait a minute, I'm just... Um, where are we going? Uh, there we are. Uh, we're on are. YouTube right we're on uh, if you're if you're watching on YouTube then thank you if you're not um, then we'll just tell you where it lands okay so here we go, go. let's see where the wheel lands the new Rangers manager will be oh we just missed Jose it's going to be Potter <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> now, I've put Potter on there. It might be John Potter. It's weird how it's landed on Potter and it's actually the blue square as well. Yes, so is that a sign of things Listen, to come? Maybe Ewan will be right after all. There's a first time for everything. Yes. Right, okay, let's move on to the other matches on Saturday. Let's start with the early kickoff, which was Motherwell 1 at Celtic 2. What a final 10 minutes or so <laughs> at Fur Park. Um, so a vital three points for Celtic. Lewis Palmas probably thought that he'd won it for Celtic, scoring in the 87th minute. But I tell you what, um, even Celtic fans would say this. Motherwell played so well on Saturday, particularly the second half. I thought Motherwell were so unlucky to fall behind. And when they equalised, I was like, well, they deserve, they, it. They deserve that. They, it, was a, it was a cracking goal. Blair Spittle, who's been fantastic this season. Slattery, I thought, played really well as well. And um, that looked like it was going to be a draw. However, Celtic, they have other ideas when it comes to stuff like this. And... Matt O'Reilly pops up, great ball into the box, oh. and O'Reilly uh, knocks it in at the back post. So, Six. Mother Motherwell, sorry, Ewan, um, they have lost three matches in the last sort of couple of weeks. They were really unlucky at Ibrox Very. last Sunday as well. Uh, they lost to St Mirren, I think I might say. So, St Mirren obviously again. still unbeaten. They battered St Mirren. Yeah. They absolutely battered them. Now, I don't, I don't want to make it all about me, but. I did say Motherwell might finish third this season. They're looking great. They're I think, looking I think fantastic. they're playing really well. Great football. And the, the winning goal, I mean, it is orgasmic. I mean, the cross to the back post and the first time volley from there's, there Riley. Is there's no better way to win a match than a, oh. than something like that. Yeah. Like that's almost like, remember the, the Watford-Leicester yes, playoff game? Is, yeah. it's, it's ludicrous. It, it's Roy of the Rover stuff. It, it really is. It's like playing FIFA on the PlayStation. When Motherwell scored, we were all in the studio watching it and we all said, fair play to Motherwell, they thoroughly deserved that, they deserve their point. But Celtic, as they always do, you just never can count them out. It's happened to Hearts over the years against Celtic as well, particularly at Tynecastle. And when you take the lead late on, you're sat there going, I'm just waiting for the, the response. I'm just waiting for them to score another goal or to equalise or to score a winner. And nine times out of ten, they do it. They've got this ability where they just never give up. And what I liked about the Celtic winning goal was that even though the clock was against them and they were into the last minute or two, they were still patient. They weren't, I noticed they, that as well, They, they yeah. weren't pumping the ball high. They were patient. They were passing it back down side to side, side to side to create that opening for the cross to come in. And I just thought, wow, that that's, that's a proper football team who just know how to get the job done, even when they've not been at their best and they've only dropped two points this season. And they're still not playing particularly great. And I thought Motherwell deserves something on I thought, Saturday. I thought defensively Celtic still looked pretty dodgy. There was a there was a goal ruled out for uh, a foul on the keeper, which we'll get to. Can I just say Scott Bain? Yes. Came in for the suspended Joe Hart. Did a great job. He made a couple of really good saves. I think Scott Bain, I would play Scott Bain ahead of Joe Hart oh. on the basis that I think that Scott Bain is slightly better with his feet. Than in, Joe Hart. In regards to distribution? Yes. Yes. Um, I th and I don't think there's much between them when it comes to other things. So I'd probably play Scott Bain. Um, just one wee note. Um, obviously, a dramatic late win for Celtic. Um, and since it is a European week, and this is often brought up about the um, differences between Celtic and Rangers and the other European sides, uh, Motherwell's revenue last year was just shy of £6 million and Celtic's was £114 million. 
So the gap between Motherwell and Celtic is huge. It's a chasm. It's an it's huge. It's, it's, it's so, what's, so, so, what's that place in Vegas called? It's the 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 I don't know. There's it's there's it's beside the, the Grand Dam. Canyon. It's like it's that's what it is. It's it's yeah, it's uh, that's not in Las Vegas. So um, well, it is. It's about three hours from Las Vegas. Well, it's not something. really. It's is not it? even in the same state, Ewan. Yeah. It's, it's not in the same state as Vegas. Yeah. I went to the Grand Canyon when I was in Vegas like five, six years ago. Right that's, so the Hoover Dam, that's in Vegas, is it, no? Uh, no. no, that's the dividing line between Arizona and Nevada. Yeah. So was I in Arizona when I went to the Hoover Dam? Uh, it, Hoover, well, you were in between Vegas and Arizona. Yeah. Would you like to know Nevada. the distance in miles between Las Vegas and the Grand Canyon? Yeah, please. 280. Oh, so it takes a... four and a half hours to get there. Oh, it didn't feel that long. Yeah. Right, oh, okay. it doesn't take that long. No, no, it doesn't take that long. Because you need to go on the bus and then... Did you go in a helicopter, Ewan? No, I didn't go in a helicopter. Go a helicopter. I don't like helicopters. The, there, is a, there is a closer side to the Grand Canyon that is only 125 miles away. And that's called the West. Oh, so it depends on what side you're going yeah, at, right? The West Rim. But it's not in the state of, of Las Vegas. No, Part of it is. I, I think the the Grand Canyon is. I mean, given its name, is is huge. <laughs> like it is, it's very large. It's in Arizona, Grand Canyon. So the point in that, Las Vegas the, is in Nevada. The, the, the point I was trying to make before I get a a geography lesson here from Stephen is that the the the, the gap between Motherwell and Celtic is like the Grand Canyon. It's huge. It's massive. It's, it's, it's very large. So just bear that in mind. I like my weeks. analogies, and that's the only point I was making. Right, let's move on uh, to the other games on Saturday. There were six fixtures, which is fairly unusual. Uh, Hibs nil, Dundee nil. So a great point for Dundee. Um, Trevor Carson, brilliant in goals. Hibs had something like 28 <laughs> shots on goal or something like that. Yeah. Still unbeaten in the last five. Um, so two wins and a draw in a week for Nick Montgomery. And obviously a semi-final to look forward to as well. And of course, we've got the Edinburgh Derby next Saturday and as I, well. And I, I will be honest with you, I am shitting myself for that game at Tynecastle because I think Hibs are going to batter somebody very soon. I mean, they are... Very good to watch, easy on the eye, plenty of goals in that team. And how they didn't beat Dundee at the weekend is beyond me. Trevor Carson's outstanding, yeah. but I do like Nick, Nick Montgomery and what he's doing to that team. And I hate saying that as a Hearts fan, but you have to give credit where credit's due. Huge game at the weekend, but Hearts, Hearts go into it though on yeah. the back of two wins, getting at the semi final as well. Obviously, that wouldn't have happened if you'd sacked Stephen A. Smith last week, like you were saying. Um, and you know, the. the it's obviously not been a great start to the season for Hearts, let's be honest. But that's Hearts up to fourth place. Two points behind Rangers. I wish they'd kept Michael Beale until November so we could face Michael Beale at Hamden for the, the semi-final of the League Cup. I'm actually looking forward to the game. I think we've got a wee chance. Again, it depends on who Rangers bring in as a new manager. What about the derby on Saturday? You've said that you're cacking yourself about I am, it. But I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm really worried now, about it. Hearts Hibs games are notoriously pish matches as well. Like they're they're always terrible. There's going to be goals match. in this one, but you think they'll think it'll be different this Saturday? Nick, Nick, Monk, Nick Montgomery will set Hibs up to go after us, and there'll be goals in that game. Hibs will score at Tynecastle at the weekend. Can we get more than them? That's the question. So you sat here last week. You were banging your fist. I still want. I still want. No, no, gone. no. Wait, wait. No, I'm. I'm getting to my point. You were. You were saying, "Get out my club." And then somebody made a great point where you were like, "Stephen Naismith, get out my club." But if you want a job uh, coaching the youth, you can stay and do that if you like. So, a, which one is it? And b, 
If he wins on Saturday against Hibs, is that the pressure off? Are you back on the Naismith train? Michael Beale had four wins up until Saturday there. I've just read out that Michael Beale's statistically yeah, the most successful but, Rangers manager he, of all time. He'd had four wins up until they got beat there yeah. at the weekend. Including he, against Real Betis in the Europa League, yeah. by the way. So my, the, 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 there's, a, there's a similar issue with Stephen Naismith. Just because you get one or two results doesn't change your opinion overnight. So what if he gets five or six results? What if he... What if he's, he... Again, for me, he's still got to prove me wrong. Yeah, no, totally. Because he's got to I'm get me on side, and I'm not on side yet. Yeah, but, so, but that's what I'm saying. Where, where's the threshold here? Like, if you, if they go out... If Hearts go out and hammer Hibs on Saturday, 3-4-0. I'll put Stephen Naismith on my shoulders and I'll carry him around Edinburgh. Brilliant, right, okay. Glad that I got out of you. Uh, okay, and Hearts won, of course, against Ross County uh, on Saturday. Good win, good it goal. Was, um, Lowry for, set up for Forrest. Forrest was the only goal. Yeah, yep. Lowry coming on. Zico. Why are they not playing Lowry for the start? I don't understand. Stephen Naismith actually um, talked about that the weekend. I think it was before the game against Ross County. Is that he's learning... He, they describe him as a luxury player, which he is, because he's very good on the ball, he's skillful, but other aspects of his game he needs to, to learn. And that's what they're they're doing with him just now. And each and every training session and each time he's involved in the, the games, he's getting better at the other aspects of it. So that's why they're not starting him. And I thought it was a really good explanation. You're a big Stephen Naismith fan, it appears. Uh, St Johnston won, Livingston won, uh, Costello and Kelly with the goals, so still winless St Johnston, and um, Livingston continue to just eke out the points, uh, and that is another one on the board. But it's their fourth draw in seven matches this season, um, and only Rangers and Celtic have actually beaten Livingston so far. So there you go. There you are. Right, OK, can you, please, can you please stop doing that? Oh, you need to stop stapling. Uh, well, the thing is, it's done now, so can we just be sensible about it? Yes. Yeah, so, and stop doing that. Okay. Uh, Kilmarnock won, St Mirren won. Um, St Mirren, still unbeaten, still second in the table. They've had such a good start to the season. Kilmarnock, though, haven't won since the opening day of the season when they beat Rangers. Oh, really? In the league. They obviously beat Celtic in the Cup. Aye, right? but in the league? In the league. That's their only win? Yep. They're six without That's a win. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I am. Um, I, I again, Stephen Robinson and St. Mirren. I they, they just don't surprise me anymore. They've been sensational. The last five matches between Kilmarnock and St. Mirren in the league in Ayrshire has ended the draw. So there you go. Uh, so Celtic top of the table as you mentioned, only dropping two points so far this season. Nineteen points from a possible twenty-one. St. Mirren in second, Rangers third on twelve, Hearts Motherwell on ten, and there's actually only three points between fourth. And 11th, so it's very, very tight. St Johnston already looking a wee bit cut adrift, four points between them and Ross County and Livingston, Dundee, Kilmarnock. Uh, Aberdeen with that win, um, uh, Ibrox are up to seventh, and that is their second in a row in the league, in a week, in fact. Let's drop down into the championship. It was Big Dick versus Big Dunk at Gayfield, and what an absolutely brilliant start it was for Big Dunk. They were 3-0 up against Arbroath. Arbroath made it a wee bit scary the last sort of 10 minutes or so, because it ended up 3-2, but that is a brilliant start for Duncan Ferguson as Inverness manager. It's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, that was box office. What a game to start with. Duncan Ferguson up against Dick Campbell. I said on the Saturday show that we did that I would have paid £9.99 just to watch those two in the dugout. 
would have been sensational. Can you imagine the banter between those two? Totally. The words back and forth. And fair play to Duncan Ferguson because Inverness were just pish up until Saturday. And then they were going to Arbroath, which is a really difficult place to go, and Arbroath were on fire. Arbroath had won their previous four matches. Fire were Arbroath, and there's Duncan comes in, rips it up, and um, wins by three goals to two. Did you see his reaction with the team afterwards? I did not, no. There's a video of him going up to the uh, Inverness fans, giving it laldy. I mean, brilliant, and it's great to see. I mean, he loves football. He's a passionate guy. I think he'll do all right there. Mm, okay, we'll see what happens. It's brilliant, though. Great win. Though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very good. Uh, Wraith back to winning ways, beating Air United by two goals to one. Their first defeat of the season last week coming uh, at Airdrie, and it's a big one for them this coming Saturday, uh, or this coming weekend, I should say. It is Wraith Rovers versus Dundee United. What a game that is. Dundee United, who also won 4 1 against Queen's Park. And what is it? Five defeats on the spin for Queen's Park as well. Uh, but Dundee United remain top of the championship, just a point between them and Wraith Rovers. So a massive match between yeah. the top two. Uh, on uh, on the weekend uh, elsewhere um, Airdrie winning against Morton Morton really struggling now uh, haven't won since the opening day of the season only four points and they dropped to the bottom Inverness win what happened to Dunfermline and Dunfermline got beat 3-0 by Patrick Thistle on Saturday so uh, I mean it was a great chance for you to get closer to the top yeah. of the table and uh, cement your place in the top four in a player position I, um, but um, Patrick Thistle absolutely pumped you creamed you by three goals to nil I mean that's embarrassing I don't think it's embarrassing well, Partick Thistle, Thistle up to that point when they're playing particularly well. Partick Thistle have lost one of the last five games and won the rest. Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, not... yeah, yeah, mm, yeah, okay. Um, and Dunfermline's record at Firhill is honking. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember the last time we won there. Uh, but fully deserved win for Partick Thistle. That's them up to third. Dunfermline dropped down to sixth. Um, and Inverness off the bottom as I mentioned after that win against Arbroath in League 1 uh, there was a big win as we've already mentioned for Hamilton against Annan on Friday night so that put the pressure on Falkirk and they just about squeaked past it was Callum Morrison with a last gas winner against Montrose 3-2 it finished at the Falkirk Stadium so some goal as well they're both on 22 points and they meet this Saturday it's at the Falkirk Stadium All right, am I right in saying uh, producer John? you are correct Okie dokie. So what, what time's that kick-off? It's a half five. It's a half five, yeah. <sighs> the show on Alba. Yeah, I know, but I'd like to have gone to that game because I live in Falkirk. That'd be a good game to go to. Yeah, I know. Well, listen, it's good to get... Would you take a draw now, producer John? Uh, no, I think we need to win. I what, think it's, it's going to be nip and tuck. Like, this is, like, no one has blinked. It is so tight between the two sides. There's there's 10 points between Falkirk and Hamilton and the rest of the division, so... It's a two-horse race for the title. Already it's a two-horse race. So, uh, Hamilton, yep. Identical records, just behind on goal difference by three goals. So we'll see what happens on Saturday night. Elsewhere, it was Aloha 1, Edinburgh City 1. A cracking win for Kelly Hearts, 3-1 against Queen of the South. Kelly Hearts' first win in four matches. Queen of the South, though, have lost their last four matches and are slipping down the table with some speed. They're down to sixth. They've only got nine points so far this season and it's still an Albion 2, Cove Rangers 2, Paul Hartley clinging on to a job. Um, they are five points clear in the relegation playoff spot from Edinburgh City. Finally, in League 2, it was Dumbarton 3, Stranraer 1, uh, East 5 1, 4 for 1. Uh, Peterhead 6, Elgin City 0. Elgin City, bottom of the table. Peterhead now top of the table uh, after that win. Uh, it's obviously getting relegated from League 1 last season. They were always going to be, you know, one of their favourites and uh, they're going to be there 
or thereabouts comes the end of the season Stennis Muir 2 Clyde 2 so Clyde unbeaten in the last two matches getting their first win last time out and a point away at Stennis Muir who were actually league leaders uh, before Saturday and a finish 2-2 between Spartans and Bonnie Rig Rose as well let's move on and discuss some refereeing decisions shall we La gente está muy loca. What the fuck? Okay, VRWTF, that time of the week where we have a wee jog over to the Monarch and check out all the VR decisions from across the weekend. So, Motherwell 1, Celtic 2, Willie Collum was the referee for that one. Potential Kyogo handball in the box before nah. half time. Nah. Uh, O'Donnell's goal ruled offside. Both uh, decisions were correct. Uh, what about, was, was, John, I'm a little bit confused here. Was that the one with the challenge on Bain or was that a different one? That's the Bain challenge, isn't it? The Bain challenge. Was it offside? Yes. And there was no. the other one with Bevis Mugabe and on yeah. the line. Yes. That was, that was definitely offside as well. Right, okay, yes. right, fair enough. Now, there's nothing in those decisions at um, Motherwell. Uh, Rangers won Aberdeen 3, Stevie McLean was the uh, man in charge for that one. So there was a push on Miofsky just before halftime in the box. Yilmaz. Off for a penalty? Yeah. Nah, I didn't think it was a penalty. Uh, Scott Wright, second yellow card. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Okay, so that was uh, Rangers finishing the match with 10 men. Uh, nothing much happening at Hibs versus Dundee, despite no. the fact that John Beaton was the referee. Uh, Kilmarnock won St Mirwin. Chris Graham was in charge. Potential handball in the box. So it was a big claim from Vassell. Yes, it was. You, 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 you claim for it. Mm-hmm. And on another day, you might get it. Uh, elsewhere, Ryan Strain was booked for diving in the box. Correct decision? Correct decision. And uh, I'd, I'd like to see that happen more often. Uh, Ross County nil, Hearts won. Nothing much happening there for David Dickinson. And St Johnson won, Livingston won, Graham Granger. Uh, Liam Gordon was sent off. Um, Can have no complaints. Challenge on Joe Nubley. Yes. So there we are. That is the quickest. Yeah. That is the quickest we've done. Uh, there, so uh, we're going to put something in the bin, hopefully, in just a wee second. But remember, oh. you can catch us every week. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron on YouTube and also on all your podcast providers as well. You can watch us, which is very nice. Hello, hello, if you're watching, wave Ewan, wave to the camera. Uh, who am I waving wave, at? Wave to the Over camera. There. Hi, everybody. There he is, right. Um, uh, so you can watch us if you fancy doing that. You can also listen on the podcast providers, as I mentioned. Remember, subscribe. And rate us with five stars as well. We would really appreciate it. You can just search for Clyde One Super Scoreboard on YouTube. Subscribe to their channel as well. And that means you won't miss any of the stuff for during the week. And uh, remember, Clyde One Super Scoreboard is on from 6pm tonight. All the reaction to Michael Beale being sacked. Your chance to have your say. Am I right in saying it is Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller who's on tonight? You are correct. There we are. So hey, Roger hey, by Hanna. the way, can I let you know? I'm hosting on Thursday night. Exactly. I was coming up to that. It's Ewan Cameron alongside Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. <laughs> 6pm well, on Thursday night. Mark's maybe called in sick already. He's realised that Ewan was probably on his ass to swap his shifts. Yes. So, so you know. that's, that's, that'll be a disaster. Is it because I keep introducing him as a former Dumbarton manager? Maybe that, but uh, Mark's has to swap his shifts on uh, Thursday. So Has he really? He has, <laughs> I don't, know if he, I don't know if he knew you were on right enough, Ewan. Hey, hold on a wee minute. Do you mind? You're going to phone him. Do you mind if I phone him? No, yeah, phone him. Right. Yeah. I mean, he'll beat his work. He does I work. don't give a shit where he is. He's swapping his shift on Super Scoreboard. Sure, they do. Where, where, where will you get his number? I'll tell you that, remember, you can listen to Clyde on Super Scoreboard every single weekday night from six o'clock, and you can catch myself and Ewan on the big Saturday football show on Fourth One, West FM, TFM, North Sound One as well. That's every Saturday from two o'clock. Music as well. I bet he's not going to answer because he's a big shite bag. 
You'll see my name pop up on his phone. He'll no answer. Welcome to the EE voicemail. I'm we'll sorry, but the message. person you've called is not available. Please leave your message after the tone. After you've finished your message, just hang up. Or to hear more options, please press 1. Hi, Mark Wilson. It's uh, you and Cameron here. Uh, we're live on the podcast, and I believe that you have um, asked for your shift to be swapped on Thursday because I'm hosting Super Scoreboard that night. You've been a shite bag. You former Dumbarton manager. He didn't manage Dumbarton. What he did he do? Breaking manager. Who, what did he do at Dumbarton? Played with him. Former Dumbarton player and former Breaking manager. Yeah. Is that your issue with me? Because you didn't he reach the levels you should have or could have and you only got one Scotland cap. You hate that I remind you of that. Is mm -hmm. that why you're not coming in on Thursday? Anyway, bud, it's, um, it's been a while. I would like to see you on Thursday. But if not, um, you're a shite bag. Bye. Okay. Lovely stuff. We'll see if he gets back to you. So, let's put something in the Scottish football bin. I've got a good one this week. Okay, so already in there, we've got plastic pitches. The question, who do you really support? I got a real, who do you really support last week? Did which you? was good. Yeah, somebody tweeted me and said that I, my voice is filled with more energy when I speak about Celtic. <laughs> that must mean that I'm a Celtic fan. And I was like, it's, it's great to catch one of these in the wild. Uh, Stadium Burgers also in there. Double bookings. Players who don't celebrate against their former tees. Uh, lunchtime kickoffs and children taking signs to the games asking for shirts. But will Ewan's hats be going in there as well? See, before we get to the result here, don't give me the drum roll just yet, producer John. There's lo no, I've got all the comments here. So John, John says, keep the hats. This is a podcast about football, not hats. I mean, I mean, it's, it's barely about football sometimes. That's we true. We spend a lot of time talking about other stuff. We do. But can I just point out, everything that we have put into the Scottish football bin has remained in the bin, but we can't enforce any of these decisions. We can't get rid of we plastic We can enforce pitches. it morally. Yeah, but my point is, you can't force me to put my hats in the bin. Now, I did stipulate this last week, that it's not just, it's not, it's hats that are going in the bin. I didn't ban any other headwear. <laughs> so you could wear a bandana. Aye, okay. You could wear like Aye, a big afro leg. Let's just get like the drum roll and let's find out what the John, people of Scotland John think. Bleasdale says, not on what's next. His hilarious bags in the bin. Have you got your bag this week? Don't bring, it, don't bring it out yet. Don't bring it out yet. Where's oh, it's bag? across, it's oh, across over there. there yeah. Yeah. Got my bag. Um, so that's apparently too funny to get thrown out. That's why I didn't pick that. <laughs> Scotty says, no, I'm a hat fan. The hats stay. But the results are in. With 67.8% of the vote, the hats are going in the bin. <laughs> Give me the hat. You know, put the hearts uh, Give me the hat, hat in the bin. Give me the hat. You can't put the hearts hat Give me in the, the hat. Bin. Give me the hat. Oh, there's the hat. No, you can't put it in the bin. Oh, you don't dare you throw that away like that. It's in the bin. What a prick. What's your nomination this week, you and Cameron? I've got a number of things on my list I'd like to throw in the Scottish football bin. I've got three really good. Just pick one, though. I know I'm going to pick one. Which one will I do? Number them one to three and I'll pick. Okay, I've got one on one to three. Pick a number. Three. Glory hunting fans. The floor it's, is yours. It's controversial. And I'll the tell floor you, is I'll, yours. I'll tell you why it's... Got, and just show... I'll show you. Look, it is number three, look. It is, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Um, glory hunting fans who want tickets for the Glamour Games, but don't go at any other point. And it kind of fits in quite 
nicely mm-hmm. because of the semi-final controversy that's that's been going on between Hearts and Rangers. Hearts are upset that they're not getting a 50-50 split. But I thought what Hearts did in their statement was really interesting because this is what they said. Can I read it out? Mm-hmm. Um, hold on a wee second while I find it because I screen grabbed it the other day there. So Hearts put a statement in regards to the 50-50 split. The Jambos will meet Rangers at Hamden November 5th, 3pm for the League Cup semi-final. Da, 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 da. The club would like to assure all fans that we requested and pushed for an even 50-50 split of tickets. But due to previous sales history and the inability to segregate Hamden's North Stand into subsections, this request was denied. It was interesting that Hearts put as one of the first reasons why they didn't get the 50-50 split was because of previous sales history. And I kind of understand, and I get it, if there is a track record there of fans not taking up the allocation, then you don't deserve them. Or am I wrong? So my question is this, and what I would like to put into the Scottish football bin, and I know it's really controversial, glory hunting fans who don't deserve a cup final ticket or a cup semi-final ticket, because I think that these glory hunting fans take the tickets away from the fans who deserve it. But how how do they take the tickets away for the fans who deserve it? Well, oh, Mark Wilson's just phoned me. Right. <clears throat> Hello, Mark. Good. Hello, mate. Did, did you get my voice note? Did I get it? It wasn't a voice note. It was a personal attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you're on. You're on the pod. You're on. By the, by the way, you're on the podcast. Around the world. Uh-huh. So, did you take that as a personal attack? That was a, that was a personal attack on my Dumbarton career, my breaking career, and my one Scotland career. Uh-huh. So, um, I, I feel like you've ruined my, right. my Monday. Mark, see, before um, um, I, I let you go, we're just talking here about what to put in the Scottish football fi- uh, Scottish football bin, and I've suggested we put glory hunting fans in the Scottish football bin. Those fans who only turn up for cup finals and expect a cup final ticket should they go in the bin? Oh, without doubt, you'll know about that with Hearts. <laughs> can't fill your own stadium, but when you get to Hamden, you're all there. Right, you can piss off your prick. <laughs> right. So, glory I, hunting fans. I, there's a couple of things I want to just like. Turn it right. For example, no, no, wait a minute. You've heard your say. Yeah, but it's my thing. What about? I know, but I'm just like throwing some points in there just to make it a wee bit more balanced because you've heard your say. What about people who maybe can't afford to go to matches every single week and save themselves for the big matches? What about them? But going on a weekly basis is is an expense. So what you're saying is those fans who travel day week in and week out to see their club and spend the hard-earned cash every single Saturday, whether it be a season ticket, whether it be the merchandise, or whether it be away from home. But, but the, those, the people those, those who decide... Fan, those that, fans are getting tickets. Those no, people, not, not all of them do. Not all of them can. Not all the... Oh, not, see, when they, do, when they go to hand, they get 25,000 tickets. That's not the Celtic fans who are season ticket holders. They can't all right. get a ticket. Okay, right. For, right. Okay. That's my point. Right. Glory hunting fans should not be getting tickets ahead of those fans. Now, there will be some Celtic fans... 
and Rangers fans, for example, but over the, the but years, Celtic and Rangers are going to miss out because you've you got go- pishy clubs like Falkirk who demand 20,000 tickets when they've got one man whoa, in his dugout. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you can... <laughs> Well, John, 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 that you. was far too easy. John. It was just <laughs> reeling them in. <laughs> but you know, like to, to again to turn that around, when Celtic and Rangers play away from home, that they don't. Okay, they, like you know, the question like, is, not everyone can get right. tickets for everything. Okay. That's the way things work. So you're not, you don't want to put glory hunting fans in the bin. I didn't say that. Right. But all I'm trying is you're provide playing a devil's li- advocate. I, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm okay. trying to provide a little bit of balance. What I'm saying is, Celtic and Rangers fans obviously have more fans than everyone else. Like that, that's fine, but. Like, for example, Hamden holds 52,000. Uh, Celtic have 55,000 season ticket holders. So just by basic arithmetic, I, they I, can't fit all the Celtic fans in. Correct. But again, when Celtic and Rangers go away from home every every other week, there's going to be fans that miss out for that as well on the basis that they're going to smaller stadiums. I just like, So, like, yeah, life's not fair. The club would like to assure fans that we requested and pushed for an even 50-50 split but due to previous sales history, that's the key point. The reason we didn't get the 50-50 split was because of previous sales history where we haven't taken up the allocation that we asked for. So they have to take that into consideration when they're putting security in place, when they're putting stewards in place, totally. and all I get, that stuff. I, I, to, I totally so get that. So my, my point has always been this, and I do think that the fans who are there week in and week out deserve a ticket ahead, again, ahead of the glory hunting fans. So... I'm talking this is not just I mean, I mean, there's, Rangers. There's, there's, there's also an argument to be made that, uh, you know, a lot of Celtic and Rangers fans wouldn't be there if they were that successful. That's a good point. Um, that's a very good point. But as it stands right <laughs> so, now... So, so, so therefore, uh, as therefore it, but, is, that, is that glory hunting? As it stands right now, where we are today, I want to put glory hunting fans in the bin because they don't deserve a ticket okay. over fans who support their club week in and week out. Well, one final point then, um, you've mentioned a number of times on this show that you were at uh, Scotland versus Brazil, the opening back match of the World Cup in 1998. Now, I can I, like I assume like you're going to tell me that you went to all the Scotland matches in the lead-up to that, all the qualification campaign. Uh-huh. You went to the warm-up matches and stuff like that as well because, you know, like it would be such a shame for you, a, you know, somebody swooping in and just taking a ticket like that for a big, massive match. Like, so you, uh, did you go to all the Scotland matches before you went to the opening mm-hmm. match? Eh? I was Friends. living in the Middle East at the time, mate, so I couldn't go to the games. Oh, right, right. Okay, so what about these hard-working... Tartan Army members who go to all the matches home and away and didn't get tickets for that match, but you did. Right. The question is... So you're going to be putting yourself in the bin, is what you're saying is? I was working it. You weren't working it. You've told me that before. You weren't working it. It was a jolly. <laughs> I had a good time when I was there. Don't get me wrong. Right, so so you, so you the, the very fans... That you want to put in the Scottish football bin, you are one of them because probably for the <laughs> biggest match that Scotland have ever played, you managed to be. I de- a, I, I, you, you, d- you denied hardworking <laughs> fans who go home and away, fly all, all uh-huh. around the world to see yeah, Scotland. Very good, very good. So glory. <laughs> what hunt, do you mean, very glo- good? Glory, glory, hunt, glory hunting fans like in you the and Scottish Cameron. football bin. Uh, yes, like yes you and Cameron. or no. You can cast your vote on our Twitter page, and the Twitter page is at Big Football Scott. That'll we'll bring be up at some point this week. Next week, right? Time to make oh, another. Hey, phone call. Hey, oh, hey, 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 hey. Hey.
Rangers job. Yes, let's call Jose Katongo, please. Yes, it's uh, been the breakout star uh, of this podcast, really. Just yes. uh, phoning Jose Katongo. Um, so uh, here he goes. Here let's go. see what he's been up to, where he's, what he's been doing the weekend. He could be having an interview with Rangers just now. Hello, Jose, it's Ewan here from the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Hello, Ewan. How are you, my man? Well, thank you. How you doing, my man? I'm not too bad. Where are you? I'm back from the gym, just home now. Oh, you're just home. Did you go for the Rangers job interview? No, me? <laughs> no, I don't like being a manager. I'm too nice to be a manager. Do you want the Rangers job? Oh, too big, but I'm gonna be. A, I don't know who's take, who's take over. Would, would you would you be interested? We would get right behind you, Jose, if you fancied it. Oh no, I'm no thank you, pal. Thanks a million, thank you. <laughs> would you prefer to work with Celtic or Rangers? Hamilton, Hamilton, exactly, exactly. You <laughs> prefer to work with Hamilton, uh, Jose? What were you up to the weekend? I, I did see a picture of you at the weekend. Yes, you were in Edinburgh. I was in Edinburgh. Yeah. What were you up to? With my pals, just for we catch up, eat out. It was good. Hi, who, who was the young lady in the picture with you? It's my pal, my best pal. Oh, Your best very, pal, very nice. Very. By the way, you were looking suave as well. Thank you. No, I'm. I'm always look look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you did look cool, very cool. And what were you doing in Edinburgh? Was it just a few drinks and a bite to eat? Yeah, just a few drink, few the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we went for something to eat and then just come back home. Okay, did you see the castle? No, I just saw when we walk, we park the car and then walk, we see the lights, all that stuff. But ah, nice, nice, good. nice, nice. Well, Jose, it's always a pleasure speaking to you, my friend. And one day we will get you into the studio, but we'll let you get away and have your breakfast after your gym workout. No problem. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks a million. Love you. Cheers, Jose. Bye-bye. Bye. Jose, 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 Jose. Right, there we go. Time for a big question this week, shall we? Let's get to that. So we've gathered an audience here in Metal for today's question time. You and the Spectacles, what's the worst reason you've been turned away from somewhere? The worst reason? You're the man I'm... in the Spectacles. Just for the voice today. Oh, I was is doing, that what I, that I, is? I was doing David Dimbleby. Ah, right. And uh, the, the, the man, the man, the man that used to have the hat on with the spectacles and, yes. the, and, the, and the hat stop. Yes, and the question is? What was the worst reason you've been turned away from somewhere? This was off the back of the Celtic supporter who put the tickets underneath the grill. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever really been turned away from anything in my life. I'm, I've been... I've, I've been... I've been stopped from going into a club because my pals have been pissed. But not because I was pissed. We, we got some funny responses to this when we put Go it on. out on social media. So uh, this is uh, Craig, uh, my mate, talking to a bouncer outside Fury's nightclub in Paisley. Bouncer, where have you been tonight, mate? Me, don't say Furies, don't say Furies, don't say Furies. My mate, Furies. <laughs> no the night, mate. Sorry, pal. Uh, East End Tales says, knocked back by a lassie in Amsterdam in a club because I danced like a tree. So I guess that... that yeah, I don't know. Is that a, is is that that a tree dance? Maybe yeah, that's I guess it, so. That kind of thing. Uh, JR says, I got knocked back from a dive bar in Ibiza for wearing popper trackies. A low point in my life. <laughs> I did get knocked back from Claire Balding, but that's a famous story. A lot of people know that story. Yes, you tried to chat her up and it didn't go, it didn't go very well. No. Um, 
So uh, Jamie says, I got knocked back from a holiday to Tunisia once. About 10, 11 years ago, the wife and I arrived at the checking gate to find out we were a week late and had missed the holiday. <laughs> You'd be off. You'd be raging, eh? Totally. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Mikkel says, still sporting a suit from the Christmas works night out, went to Beath versus Morton in the Scottish Cup, trying to get into the director's area <laughs> using my work badge. <laughs> Declined. <laughs> right. So we've got a big question for next week, and it's Rangers manager related, Okay. So our question is, who was the worst Rangers manager oh. out of this list? Now, producer John has put Giovanni Van Bronckhorst on this list. I'm going to take him out because he got to a European final. He gets taken out. There's so, no way he's on that list. So I don't think he's on this list. So the choices are Paul Le Guin, Pedro Cachina, or Michael Beale. Who is the worst Rangers manager, not of all time, just out of those three? Paul Le Guin... Pedro Cachina or Michael Beale? Would you put Warburton in there? Warburton got them promoted and stuff. Got to a Scottish Cup final, got beat by Hibs. Like, I, I would, I, 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 Warburton did finish third, I suppose, and signed Joey Barton. And that was a good laugh. That was a good laugh. Um, I'd, I'd put Barton on that list. Uh, sorry, uh, Warburton. Warburton on that okay, list. Okay, right, okay. So well, we'll four. Okay, so Paul Le Guin, Pedro Cachina, Michael Warburton or Michael Beale? So Who, I, I, who's I, I, the worst Rangers manager out of those? I was around at the time when Paul Le Guin was appointed Rangers manager. Now, he was the next best thing. He was thing. heralded as the next Arsene Wenger. He was, and everybody wanted him. I'm not giving too much away here, but I had a, a fairly decent relationship with David Murray. And I used to sit in his office at Charlotte Square... Over over many occasions uh, for interviews, etc., 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 and I remember phoning him up about the rumours and the speculation about Paul Le Guin coming to Rangers, and I genuinely didn't think it was going to happen. And when they signed him up, even the Celtic fans were shitting themselves, and all of Scottish football took notice of Rangers. Paul Le Guin, oh my god, because apparently Liverpool and all that were sniffing about him as well, because he'd had a really successful time at Lyon. Correct. Beforehand. Yeah, exactly. And then I went to the media conference. I was there when he was unveiled and he spoke well. I got to meet him. I did a one-to-one -one interview with him. Really liked him. I liked the way he spoke. He he just got it. Except he didn't get it. No, he was shite. He has, out of the managers that we've just listed there, he has the lowest win percentage at just 51%. Only won 16 of his 31 matches. was only in charge for 240 days. Pedro Cachina... The one percentage of fifty three percent was was only manager was manager for two hundred and twenty seven days, only in charge for twenty six matches and won fourteen of them. I, I wouldn't go choosing who's the worst Rangers manager out of those four based on their win percentage. No, what, no, I'm not I'm saying, talking I'm saying about that. The, I'm talking about the overall package and everything that they brought. As with we've them. discovered, Michael Beale has the best win I, percentage. As much as I think that Paul Le Guin was an unmitigated disaster and it didn't work the way we all expected it to work because he was expected to be this amazing Arsene Wenger type person that's going to come in and revolutionise Scottish football and take Rangers to another level. I called him Michael Warburton earlier on. It's Mark Warburton. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. People know who you're talking about. Yeah. I would put Cachina top of that list. Okay, you'd put Pedro 
top of the worst list out yeah, of. I thought he was a joke. Paul Le Guin, <laughs> Pedro Cachinha, absolute joke. Michael Beale and Mark Warburton. We can do that as a vote on Twitter as well next yes, week. Yes, we can actually. So it's at Big Football Scott. Make sure you follow us there yeah. and then you'll have your say. So who's the worst Rangers manager out of these four? Paul Le Guin, Pedro Cachinha, Mark Warburton. Or Michael Beale. It is all down to you. Let us know on at Big Football Scott if you want to get involved there. And it is time for the shootout quiz. You and Cameron. Yes! Everyone's favourite. So it was obviously another victory for me last week. Now, Producer John's back this week. How are you doing, Producer John? You okay? Oh! So. A lot of positive feedback on Chris's questions last week. Questions I'm just where I heard a listen. He, he, he took a bit of time. He did. Over he all did. the questions, he to did. be fair he to him. He did well last week. So I hope you've got some good questions up for grabs. Oh, yeah. We're just back to lower league chat, Stephen. Yeah. 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 That means a victory for me. Is it 7-1 for you just now? It is. 7-1, Right, let's toss the coin. Let's get this going. Now, just for those of you who haven't heard us before, we each get five questions like a penalty shootout. And um, we also get a top bin question if we want it. We can choose a top bin question, which is worth two points. And um, it's a lot harder than the normal questions. Yes, you get double points, of course. So, right, uh, you going to call it this week? I'll call. You call it right Heads. Shits, tails. It's tails. I'll go first. Okay. Right, Stephen to go first then. Yes. Fabulous. Right. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. I've lost my music. I've lost my music. Chris, what have you done? Oh, no. what has he done? Oh, oh he's, he dele- done? he's deleted the music. He's deleted the how, music. How can he delete the quiz music? I, I said last week he was getting above his station. There we go. There we go. There we go. See, there we go. That's his back now. We're back. back. Everyone's happy. Right, right. Stephen first. Stephen first. Well, it's nice easy one to start with. At what club is Yanis Hadji currently on loan at? What club is Yanis Hadji currently on loan at? From Rangers. <laughs> I've got no Ray, idea. You would know this one. Jambo Bear in the corner. Jambo Bear, yeah. I think it might be one of them two. Show me. Eh. No. Is that a Spanish team? I think it might be a Spanish Don't team. Don't say anything, John. I think by that response, it's a Spanish team. Um, is it like Celta Vigo? Celta Vigo? Final answer? Final answer. And Marshall has saved! Yes! You in, what have you in for? I think it's Galatasaray or Fernabache. No, it's Alves. Oh, is it Alves? So, so it was a Spanish, 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 so Spanish team. Spanish team. Brilliant. So, yeah. anyway, nil nil. You in! Yeah, go on, mate. Who scored for Inverness in last season's Scottish Cup final? Who was the only scorer in that game, in that game against Celtic? I can see it's at the back post. You were off that day. I it know, was I was, me, I was... It was just me and Steve Cowan on the big Saturday football show. Where was I? You were at a wedding. I was at Grado's wedding. And they got... Oh, I remember watching the highlights the day after. So I can see the goal. Yeah. Can you see who the player was? It's a defender, that's, isn't that's it? the important one. It's a defender. So I'll, I'll give you a clue. So you, he, see, he played Winverness. Right. See when you get. It wasn't your, an own goal. See when you get your question. Yeah. Right. I shut my mouth. No, you don't. And I just sit there and write down no. what I think the answer is. Whereas you verbalise 
yeah. shit in my direction that tries to put me off. <laughs> oh, I can see him with a short, shaved-type head. Big lad. Yeah. Did he, I think he was a sub as well, did he know? No, I think he started. <sighs> He's a defender, what's his name? <laughs> Just say something, you I've written an answer down. I, I I don't know. I'm just going to have to make up a name. I'm going to go Billy Mackay. Billy Mackay. It's not him. He's not a defender. Hey, no, it's not a fucking defender. Don't tell me something I don't know. He's not a defender. I know he is. I don't know his name. You were so close. You were half right. Because the answer, I think, John, is Danny Mackay. Correct. It is. It was Daniel Mackay. No! <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> A stupid answer. I think it's a defender. You Billy need to stop Mackay. being an arsehole, by the way. Danny Mackay isn't a defender either, is a winger. Uh, Stephen. Yes. <laughs> Name any current player signed from Aberdeen. Sorry, any current Rangers player that was help. <laughs> any current Rangers player that they signed from Aberdeen. Oh, sh... <laughs> Well, there's a number of players. I know! It could be like, just pop Paris, just fucking pick whatever you like. I think I'll probably go for Scott Wright, yeah, since we've already right. mentioned yeah, it. Right. That's me in front, Ewan. We're taking the lead. Right. Ewan. Yeah. Which Scottish Premiership side have the newest stadium? Which Scottish Premiership side have the newest stadium? The newest stadium? Yeah, the newest stadium, yeah. The, which Scottish Premier? It's not a hard question. It's all right for you sitting there looking at the answer, you... There is 12 teams right, in I'm Scottish Premiership. Shut right. up! Just shut up and let me think. Do you want me to help you? No, I don't need your help. Right. Okay, no, I was just going to say, it's, it's not Celtic or Rangers. They've There's been, 10. There's 10. Now. Yeah, so it's narrowed it down to 10. And it's not Hearts or Hibs. Shut up, I know. It's not Hearts or Hibs either. It's not Dundee or Dundee United. It's not Motherwell. <laughs> Dundee! It's not Dundee or Dundee United. Oh, no, Dundee, Dundee United. United. Oh, yeah. It's not Dundee. It's mm. not Motherwell. Mm. Just think of teams that have got new stadiums. Is it Ross? It's not Ross County. Oh, could be. Uh, Shut up. That was on my list. Inverness. No, um, not Inverness. Livingston. St Mirren. Is it St Mirren? Is it, I think it's St Mirren. I'm going to go St Mirren. <laughs> one, one after two questions. Get in. Right, question three for Numpty over there. Right, Stephen. I've actually mentioned them on the podcast already. Uh, Joey Barton joined Rangers from which English side? Uh, Burnley. <laughs> See, no farting about. Just give the answer and then we can all move on. We're in your wheelhouse now, Ewan. Name, name any SPFL side Craig Levine managed between his two spells at Hearts. Any SPFL side that Craig Levine managed between his two spells at Hearts. Dundee United? Boys two, two. are flying today, boys. Question four, two, two. Stephen, who eliminated Hearts from this year's Europa Conference League? It was uh, Park Salonica. <laughs> oh! <laughs> the pressure! The pressure! Ewan. Yeah. Scotland player Ross Stewart currently plays for which English side? Sunderland. Sunderland? Yeah. Oh, did he get sold? He <laughs> went to Southampton on deadline day. Did he? Oh, my, see, that's you rushing me. If I thought about that, 
That just straight in with the question. Just, just no messing about. <laughs> oh, the boys are on fire. I, the I, boys I, are on fire. Oh, look at you flying through the question. I literally <laughs> said nothing before that question. I was, I was sitting back. I was under I, pressure to answer quickly. You don't have to answer quickly in this you game. You keep telling me, hurry up. <laughs> so I think this is. This I'm just. I'm win. just doing the maths. Yeah, this is. This is me to win here, Ewan. No, it's not because I can go top bin to equalise. You could. Yeah. You could. You could, could, uh, you yeah. could be very good. You could. Right, Stephen. You could go top bin as well. Remember. I think I'll pass. I think right, I'll just okay. go with the normal question. What side play at Glebe Park? What side play at Glebe Park? Brecon City. <laughs> top bin. It's going straight for the top. Top bets. 4 2. 4 2. Okay, do it to draw. Right, this is for, for drawing. Right. Top bet question for two points. <laughs> How many Scottish teams has John Sutton played for? <laughs> Get your calculator out. <laughs> Shut up, John. That's a. How's that a clue? You know. You know. So, just to clarify, you and right, it's not okay. Chris Sutton. It's, it's his brother. Yeah, I know, and he played hearts. Shut up. John Sutton. Well, Shut there's, up. well, there's one. There's one for you. Nice, easy start. Because Chris Sutton only played with Celtic in Scotland. Oh, you're writing down something else. It's actually up to two. <sighs> I'm going to throw my pen at you. You're throwing your pen at me for that doesn't. Because you're just, just talking shit. That doesn't solve anything, really. You need your pen for writing your answers down as well, so that would be a stupid thing to do. I'm, I'm, it's, it's four or five. It's four or five. Okay. Yeah. Did I not get anything either way? No! no absolutely it's not! It's a top bin question, Ewan. <sighs> I liked him when he was at Hearts as well. He did a good job for us. Did a, lot, a, a good job for a lot of clubs. I know he did. He was also at Falkirk. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Take that off your answer. Was it Dunfermline he was at? Yeah, yeah. it was Dunfermline. Yeah. No, it wasn't. He. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Steve has kept a completely straight face there. I'm going to go for... <laughs> Ewan, I don't know the answer, so... Four, five, six, seven, five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four, five, six. Four, five, six. Can I phone a friend? No, bugger <laughs> off. Answer the question. I'm going to go middle diddle. I'm going to go five, six, seven. <laughs> right, what are you going for, Ewan? I'm going to go for five. Five. Five Scottish clubs. And Marshall has saved! Yes! Did I say one of the numbers? Yeah, you saved every number in as many numbers How as How many was it? Is. It was seven Dundee, Motherwell, St Mirren, Hart, St Johnson, Morton and Wraith Rovers. Well, thank you very much to John Sutton and thank you very much for yet another victory on this shootout quiz. So there he goes. He's going to get his wee bag and he'll start putting stuff away and he'll be all angry. And there it is. There's the bag. Just There's the up. bag, everyone. Hold it up to the camera. Just so shut up. There's see. nothing wrong with the bag. The bag is here. 
to carry my 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 goodies. <laughs> I love that bag. It's so good. It's so good. Right. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll be back at the same time next week. Uh, we've also got the big European matches this week: Celtic Lazio, uh, Rangers away in Limassol, and then Aberdeen taking on HJK Helsinki at Pataudry. So see what happens then. All the reaction to that, plus what happens at the weekend as well. But that is it for the big Scottish football podcast. You can. It does uh, fit my iPad really nice. Oh, that's good. Uh, well, you can also go to at Big Football Scott if you want to vote for either the big question or if you want to um, do something else as well. You can yeah. follow us there. I forgot what I was going to say. But anyway, subscribe on YouTube and also on our podcast providers. And also, there is Ewan's bag to round off this week's podcast. We will speak this time next week. Cheery bye, everyone. Nine ninety nine on Amazon.